0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. As I mentioned before the commercial break there, we will continue to monitor the press conference right now. Uh, And when the topic of conversation returns to the events of last night in Cottonwood Heights, uh, we will bring you that uh, as soon as uh, again, it returns to that topic right now, though, I want to uh, remind you of uh, a fascinating poll which was released just this morning. Uh, You can find the details of this poll at Deseret.com. Deseret News has it published there. The headline, McAdams, Owens, congressional race, all tied up. This new Deseret News Hinkley poll finds the numbers very quickly. Uh, The question asked of 800-some-odd registered voters in Utah's fourth congressional district is, if the election for Congress were held today, for whom would you vote? 35% of respondents said that they would cast their vote for Burgess Owens, the Republican. And another 35% 35 indicated that they would cast their vote for Democratic candidate and incumbent Ben McAdams. There were were some uh, single-digit responses for the Libertarian and United Utah candidates. And then the big number, the big number is 24%. 24% responded uh, saying that they are not sure. And so if you are Burgess Owens and Ben McAdams right now, uh, you must be asking yourself, okay, how do I convince that 24%? What do I have uh, to to share with them that will convince them that I am the most appropriate candidate? I intend to ask both those candidates, starting with Burgess Owens, who joins me on the line right now. Uh, Sir, how are you? Lee, I'm
2: doing great. Good talking with you again, my friend. Looking forward to this for sure.
1: Yeah, likewise. Tell me first and foremost, what's your message to that 24%?
2: You know, first of all, I, I'm excited by the fact that, uh, for those who don't know, District 4 is between one and three of must have on both sides of the, of the aisle. Uh, the Democrats must have it to uh, keep kind of what's going on right now, the chaos and, and the control they have in the, in the, in the House. Uh, the, the Republicans must have it to keep our culture and our country. So I, I'm, I'm excited with the fact that so much after your know, 200-year history we have here. That, uh, that it is our district that's going to really be the linchpin of our nation, which way our country goes with the the people here in District 4. And I have so much faith that we will, we will stick, stay, stay focused on the, on the values that made our country great, which is education, uh, 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 faith, industry, and a family unit. And that, that will resonate. I truly believe that. And I look forward to having that conversation and make sure that more people know who I am, what I stand for, and why we moved here seven years ago, because of the values that are so prevalent here in, in, in the valley.
1: Outstanding, and that's the case you make to those who are not sure right now. Yep, oh, sorry. I'm
2: sorry. What was that?
1: Now, what was the question? Uh, I said that that's the case that you make to those who are unsure. You right now enjoy 35. Again, according to this poll, uh, you enjoy 35 percent of support. Uh, a quarter of voters in the district are are, are not sure, and uh, I've made the assertion that those are the folks who need convincing. Uh, and and so the the excitement and the the need to maintain the culture that's what uh, that's what you present to that 24 percent.
2: It is, and the thing that uh, that I also recognize is that that we—I'm uh, not i have never been a politician. I've never thought I would be. So for me to get a chance to have this opportunity to share as a patriot, someone who loves our country, who loves this culture that we've developed here in the valley, and to make sure that this is what is represented in D.C., I think that's what's going to resonate. I feel excited about it. It's for the culture, by the way, the values I grew up with in Tallahassee, Florida, back in the long, you know, long, long ago, deep south that I'm now fighting for. And all my six kids are here, too. So it's something I feel good about. I think the more people have a chance to hear from me and get my questions answered, how are we going to make sure these, these things happen is we're going to keep it with the policies, the more they will resonate to to our, our side of the aisle and, and the, the optimism we have for our great future.
1: This district uh, is no stranger to close races. Why do you think that it continues to be so in this race as well?
2: Well, it because we have people that truly they, they want to have a country that moves forward without too much contention. Um, and, and so my message basically is one going to allow all of us to understand that we can all disagree, that we can agree to disagree in so many different ways, but as long as we have the same end game. And that end game is make sure our kids have a safe place to grow, a place where they can come to live and stay and afford to do that, have a, a very uh, um, uh, a clean environment. Those things that will give us an opportunity to, to focus on our kids is really what will make this uh, will make this uh, this this, uh, this campaign and one that's going to help people resonate to where, what I'm doing. So I'm I'm looking forward to that conversation. And uh, at the end of the day, because we have such a diverse um, uh, district, it kind of highlights what our country's about. And at this point, Lee, what our country, what our fellow Americans want more than anything else is for us to come back together. We're all about harmony. We're all about a vision together as we we the people move forward. And I think that message, the message I have, will allow us no matter what party. Or what part of the of the of the Democratic Party that we're a part of that we can come together because we have the same end game, and that's something that we can see the other side. Not, not so much. I mean, the, the other side. When I talk about the Democratic Party that's coming out of D.C. And the message we have coming out of there, uh, that is not reflective of, of Utah. And I think my message will will resonate when I get a chance to speak to the, to uh, to, the, to the residents here in District Four.
1: All right, Burgess Owens, Republican nominee for the office of uh, Fourth District Congressman, here representing a portion of the state of Utah. Right now, engaged in a, a neck and neck race. Thirty-five percent of respondents supporting Burgess Owens, the Republican. Thirty-five percent of respondents uh, supporting Ben McAdams. There is a big Pool of not shores out there still, and so uh, it's up to these two candidates to convince them. Yeah, Bird Owens, I am grateful to you for your time. Best of luck to you. All right. Thank you,
2: Lee. Thanks for the opportunity. I'll all right. Bye bye.
1: All righty. Uh, In just a moment, we're going to take a break. and When we return, we're going to have this very same conversation uh, with the candidate on the other side of the aisle. Incumbent Ben McAdams will be joining me. I'll ask him the same question. What do you say to this pool? Almost a quarter of Utah voters in the 4th District are unsure uh, for whom to cast their vote. Uh, Should it be for you, Mr. McAdams, or for your challenger, uh, Burgess Owens? And if it's for you, how do you convince him of that fact? Uh, We, as I mentioned as well, also will continue to follow the press conference, which is taking place in Cottonwood Heights right now, still speaking is attorney Robert Sykes. When uh, others take to the microphone, we will closely monitor that. Quick break back with Congressman McAdams ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We are continuing to monitor the press conference, uh, which is taking place in Cottonwood Heights right now, and uh, participating in that press conference are the parents of uh, Zane James, uh, his father. Uh, was a participant in the uh, protests of last night and was arrested in Cottonwood Heights. Uh, And they, along with their attorney, are addressing the media right now. And we'll bring you updates on that as the program continues. Right now, though, I am honored to be joined uh, by Utah Congressman Ben McAdams, currently representing Utah's fourth congressional district and involved in in a pretty tight race right now a new uh, poll just released by the deseret news and the Hinckley institute of politics shows him in a neck and neck tie with his republican challenger uh, burgess owens congressman sir how are you
3: i'm great lee thanks for having us on
1: may i ask you a question first it's totally off topic has nothing to do with this poll or the election but uh, it stems from an article i read last week in usa today it coined a new term called uh, long haulers And that is uh, a way to describe those individuals who have at once contracted the coronavirus since recovered, but then weeks and in some cases months down the road uh, still have some lingering symptoms. I've been kind of uh, conducting an informal poll of all those I have known to contract the coronavirus early on. You famously, sir, uh, had a bout with uh, COVID-19. How are you today? I'm actually doing
3: pretty well. They um, they had me, my doctor had me in and did a series of x-rays and they saw that, all the gunk that was in my lungs when I was in the hospital has cleared up and, and looking good. So I'm, I, I still have a, a little bit of a lingering cough, and, uh, and my, I feel it in my lungs a little bit, but not bad. They tell me it's nothing to worry about. It should clear up with time. So fortunate, I'm, I'm a fortunate one who, even though I had a bad case, it looks like I'll fully recover and have no lasting impact.
1: Outstanding. Very good. Uh, still able to donate uh, plasma for antibody testing?
3: You know, that's the one thing. I had such a bad case that my antibodies are excellent. So I'm I'm giving plasma as often as I can, which is once a month. They they say I can only give once a month, but I go in monthly, and I've I've given now three times, and uh, they say that uh, it seems to be really helping people. So I'm I'm happy to be doing my part in in any way to help people get better.
1: Outstanding. All right, let's get back to the topic at hand. Thirty five percent, thirty five percent each. Uh, you and your challenger, uh, Burgess Owens have uh, secured that, at least uh, in terms of the results of this 800-person uh, poll conducted by the Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics. There is a pretty large pool of, the, of individuals who are not sure. Uh, really, for either you or Mr. Owens to pull this off, you need to draw from that pool. How, how do you uh, make the case to them, sir?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's to be expected. A lot of people want to take time to look at both candidates and understand the race. And, you know, it's my job to, to explain to them what I've done and, and talk about my track record. And so what we're going to be talking about is, is reminding them that I have always been a bridge builder. I'm, everything I do is about bringing people together and solving problems. And, and we have a lot of challenges as a country. I think it's, uh, Washington is so deeply broken, that we really need bridge builders in Washington who can bring people together to, to fix things like a broken health care system, uh, protecting Social Security and Medicare. You know, every bill that I've introduced in Congress has a Republican co-sponsor. I've built relationships with the other side, and I'm, I, I'm using those relationships to get things done for Utah. But I'm also, also not afraid to go it alone. If I think that uh, that the Congress is heading in the wrong direction, and sometimes you see that, Republicans and Democrats standing up and, I think, heading in the wrong direction. I'm not shy about uh, going uh, going it on my own and saying no and, and being a lone voice uh, against things that I think are that are, are bad for Utah. So I'm, I'm someone who can work across the aisle, get things done to address the challenges that we are facing here in Utah and we're facing as Americans, uh, and I can do that. But I'm not afraid to, to go it alone if that's, if that's what the right direction
1: is. Have your, uh, have your own internal polls or anecdotal findings, do they, do they agree with this close race? Do you have any reason no, to dispute uh, I mean, any of these yeah, results, I I'm not
3: gonna I'm not going to get into a lot of details about our internal polling, but we know it's going to be a close, uh, close race. And we know that there are a lot, of, a lot of voters who just want more information. And so that's, you know, I, I, I often say that a close race is good for everybody except the candidates. It's, it's really <laughs> stressful for a candidate. But it is good for democracy to make our elected officials work for it, to go out and talk to their constituents and and help them to you know, make the case why they should vote for Ben McAdams and talk about my record as someone who stands independently and works uh, across the aisle to get things done. And and so, you know, that's that's what we're going to do is continue to work across the aisle. And, uh, and, and make that case to those undecided voters.
1: You mentioned that a close race is good for everyone but the candidates. Uh, this is not your first time being involved in a, a very, very close race. Uh, personally, how do you deal with it?
3: Oh, you know, I've got such a great family. That's, um, that's really at the heart of it. My wife is very supportive Uh, and our kids are very supportive. And then, you know, we actually we love to get out and hike. So when when things get really stressful, we just take an evening or a morning and go out and and hike and spend time together as a family and get our head back in the game. And remember that this is about, you know, it's not personal. This is about uh, policies and and direction for the country. And and I think, you know, I, I love public service, and I love our state of Utah, and I want to continue serving. And, uh, you know, it's just about making sure that the voters uh, understand what I'm doing and who I am and what I stand for.
1: You talk about uh, being one who is very well apt at uh, reaching across the aisle, that much of your efforts have been done with the coordination and cooperation and support of Republicans. And yet you, sir, still are are, uh, a Democrat. Uh, Very basically and fundamentally, what makes you a Democrat?
3: You know, I I think i 'm probably a Democrat in um, for two reasons my my mother was a school teacher, and so she always valued education and and she felt that you know I think neither party has a monopoly on good ideas, um, but she she really felt that uh, the Democrats in the in the Utah state legislature were good for education, and so it's probably where it started for me and then I, I think another formative period for me was uh, when I was a, a missionary in Brazil, and I just saw. Uh, how much opportunity education opportunity education matter to people. And so when I came home from my mission, I was able to get a college education because of uh, things like, Pell Grants and, and, and Stafford loans that helped make a college education affordable for someone like me who didn't who wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, who didn't come from a family that really had much money. And so I think it's important that um, that we make sure that everybody has access to opportunities to lift themselves up. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm moderate, so it means that I, I think there are Republicans who I have a lot of crossover and agreement with. Some of I, you know, the people that I've had the pleasure of working with, like our Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, um, are people who I, I see a lot. Uh, we see a lot eye to eye on a lot of things, and there are Democrats with whom I don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. So two-party system is really imperfect, but it, it's what we've got right now. And, and so I, again, I'm going to work on those issues and with those people who can move our country forward. And, and if it sometimes puts me standing alone, I'm happy, I'm happy and proud to do that as well.
1: All right, Congressman Ben McAdams. Uh, Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insight here. And uh, best of luck to you as you move forward right now uh, in a neck and neck tie with your challenger, uh, Burgess Owens. Uh, Congressman McAdams, thanks again. Thankfully. All righty. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, we're going to revisit a question we asked a long time ago, and it's because it is back. We know more about the vaccine for the COVID-19 uh, disease. We know more about the timeline. We have better understanding of what is in store for us. And so when it comes to a vaccine, who should get it first? You and I will chat on that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL Radio.